Okay, I like you. I think you mean well. But look, every time I ever got busted for having sex in a public place, my man stood by my side. In fact, one time, two men stood by my side. <laughs> That's a story for when you're a little older. Look, I tried, I really... Well, you know what, Chris? Hello? Need to try a little harder, okay? Yeah. When we put Joan in your care, we didn't expect to have to bust her out of Oz. <laughs> Welcome to Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriend's podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about each and every episode of Girlfriends from the beginning. If you want to follow along, every episode is on Netflix or wherever you want to go. I'm just saying Netflix. Um, <laughs> my name is Nettie and here with me is... We have here me, Etsy. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I love doing this. This episode is going to be good. I I, uh, I enjoyed this one. It is called X Does Not Mark the Spot. Um, and there's only three more episodes after this until the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome that we've made it this far. Almost there. What did you think of this episode, Etsy? I enjoyed it. I think Joan overreacted just a smidget just a smidget yeah it did turn into an after school special at the end of it um it was kind of corny uh Uh at one point like it it wasn't a lot of corn it was at least one kernel of corn it wasn't super corny but it kind of got very like you ever watch a full house and at the end they have the music the corny music that comes in Uh (laughs) when like they're wrapping up the lesson for the episode and then they hug Uh i feel like that music should have been playing at the end when they're in the hospital (laughs) (laughs) like oh because it was just giving that it was like i don't ever want to do drugs ever again because i like you a lot (laughs) i don't even need it i don't want it i can quit right now and i'm gonna do it because i love you but they don't say love but it just seems like okay okay cool but before we get to that, I do want to mention, I don't know if this is going to go in, but I discovered this show. I know I'm late. Listeners, I know these listeners probably have heard it before, but have you heard of the show Halt and Catch Fire? No. It's on Netflix, and I think it ended in 2017. Um, there's four seasons. I'm just now discovering it, but Lord have mercy! Halt and catch fire. If you love technology and like the history of how it came up, computers mainly, uh, how computers and apps and stuff were made starting from the 80s on, watch Halt and Catch Fire. Four seasons on Netflix. I have been binging it over the past couple days. I'm already on season three. But just to see, I mean, it's a fictional story, but there's a lot of uh, real things put in. Like they talk about Apple and Bill Gates and stuff like that. But it's about a few people that actually love to code and make computers, making the stuff we use today. Mm-hmm. Chat rooms, social media, how they came up with this stuff in the 80s. Ooh. In the 80s, people were online chatting with people. It just wasn't widespread. Chat. How crazy. I didn't even know that. It's hard to believe that people were like online communicating with people playing video games online in the 80s i thought that shit started in the late 90s mm-hmm. you know that anything the general public gets 
the the government and whoever is making it had that shit 15 years ago. That's just a general rule of them. Yeah. I guess I should have known that uh, Google's free. But, you know, I just uh, I didn't know until I saw this show that a lot of these developers and stuff were already chatting online while we were still on the telephone. So mm-hmm. it's a great show about, you know, business and trying to set it up and figure it out and make it happen. And it makes me want to like be a better podcaster and find out the shortcuts on how to do that better too. You know, okay. podcasting is relatively new, you know? So it's a very interesting show. I recommend it. Go ahead and watch halt and catch fire. I got to add that to that list. I'm sure that's on the thing thing. So let me add it to my, <laughs> <laughs> y'all know what she's talking about. Y'all use it too. Don't play. That's how y'all watch girlfriends. <laughs> Favorite to the thing. thing. See, what else have I been watching? I think that's it. Have you been watching anything cool? I'm almost done with season one of LA's Finest. And I'm like, yes, for the, for the Kelly Rowland um, cameo. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> I said, okay, Kelly, this was cute. Yo, Kelly Rowland, you know, I'm not even going to, I was about to compare her to Beyonce, but I don't want to lose no listeners. So she, just be, she just be popping out. Yeah, she just be popping up, just... I'm here and then I'm dipping. Like, fun fact, she makes an appearance in Girlfriends. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know that. We're, we're fans. Like, yeah. If you want to come on and talk to us, friend of the show. Friend, friend of the show, show Kelly, Kelly Rowland. Friend uh, of the show. <laughs> but, um, you know, let's get into this episode. X does not mark the spot. Mm-hmm. The air date is April 29th, 2002. Written by Keith Joseph Adkins. And I gotta say, you know, Chris, Chris and Joan, they got cute moments. You know, they're working out the whole age thing. He's cute, too. He's so cute. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me get into this cold open here. Oh, yes, this storyline with Tony and William. I got some things to say about this. Tony's hanging out in what is, I'm assuming, to be um, uh, William's new office, which we've only seen a couple times. They slide in new sets on this show real smooth. Like, Mm -hmm. we don't even question it until after we've seen it. Like, oh, yeah, this is new. Um, (laughs) But Tony's basically like, look how far we've come. A few months ago, I was down and out, peddling through the streets of Los Angeles with nothing but these and a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) But now look at me. I have a company and one of L.A.'s best lawyers. So she's trying to get William to be her lawyer. This dude, I don't know much about lawyering. But he asked for a $10,000 retainer? Excuse me? That's a lot. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a lot. Maybe that's not a lot. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't got $10,000 for a lawyer. So I've never been through that. But that sounds like a lot to me. Anybody who is in that legal legal world, let us know. For how yeah, long? Yeah, let us know if that's cheap or what that is. Because that's a lot. That... And he talk about, well, he, he tried a player. He's talking about some 400 an hour. In addition. It's, Excuse me? Is there any... Any other person, any other profession where you could be like, yeah, it's 400 an hour. I mean, obviously. Therapy. 400 an hour, though? Them niggas, I mean, it depends on what your clientele is. Everything has a range, you know. Um, people who can spend $400 an hour, they're going to have people charge them $400 okay. an hour. So those are probably the, the rich people, celebrity therapists, where they charge something like that. Yeah. Right? Them niggas who, who make millions and shit. Yeah, you can do that. Not over here. Wow, that's, that, I would love to have a job where it's be like, yeah, 400 an hour. I'll get there one day. We'll get there. Okay. Amen. But 
Tony's like, yo, you ain't that damn good. So he brings it down to his actual price, uh, which is two fifty an hour. Which is still too much. He was like, I was just seeing if I can get over on you. She's like, ooh, I love a conniving, sneaky lawyer. But she's not trying to do two fifty an hour either. So that's dead on that. And so this opening scene with Chris and Joan at the park, cemetery or some shit. It's a park, right? Mm-hmm. It's the park. It's at night. Yeah, go ahead and, get, and tell me what's happening in the scene. He is trying to get her to climb over some type of fence. And then she's like, no, that's not my day of fun. It's mad late. It's mad late. And then he throws her Louboutins over the fence. Yeah. Both of them. So that she's going to have to climb off of it over the fence <laughs> to get her shoes. And then, barefoot. Yeah, barefoot. And he's like, gotcha. And then she climbs <laughs> over. And now they just chilling in the park. It's giving me real uh, college days where we're just chilling, lay down on the grass and and staring into each other's eyes. She tries to go over the fence, but she has it looks like she's wearing strings. Like she didn't climb the fence. They it's some effect mm. where they like lifted her through strings. It looks really hokey. <laughs> Very Does early two thousands. Yeah, I feel, I don't know. I mean, I get what they were trying to per, like portray with that. But I'm like, couldn't they have done it a better way? It just looked really fake. <laughs> she wasn't even climbing the fence. She looked like the Matrix. It mm-hmm. looked like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. So the next scene actually is um, Tony meeting William because she she needs him to be her lawyer. Okay, so we're gonna get this this storyline out of out of the way so we can get to the goody good mm-hmm. to the good stuff. Mm-hmm. You want to just give me the whole william and tony thing yeah pretty much tony is getting way too overzealous contacting william for every little thing somebody done fucked up her nails she's trying to call william somebody <laughs> fucked up her sandwich she's trying to call william and william was just like girl i am here for business matters i have other clients and he tries to give her like a time don't contact me too early because i'm doing this that and the third between 5 a.m and 7 a.m which is legit okay like that's super early like why do you need to contact him that early anyway but whatever um, you never know. You get in a car accident, fender bender, you know, drunken or disorderly. I don't know. True. Um, After the club. <laughs> but yeah, so he puts those in place, and Tony is still like, uh uh-uh, you're my lawyer. And what happens at the end? I think they come to an agreement, right? No, not really. She's still giving him bullshit stuff like her Blockbuster card has a balance on it because they said she ain't give back chicken run and all that shit. And so at the end, so he realizes she's crazy. So he tries to outrun her and he runs to his office in a panic. And she's already there at the desk sitting. <laughs> and she's, he's like, I, I ran away from you in the, in the lobby. How are you already here? And he says that she's a witch. That's how she's able to do that. It's really weird that she'd pay all this money just to ask him to do shit like that. Yeah, very. Hmm, I guess she's like, okay, I'm gonna get my money's worth for that retainer fee. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. But then why even pursue having him as your lawyer if you're not you don't have anything current going on? Yeah. You don't have any lawsuits going on right now. You're just trying to get your nails. The French tips don't look good. Like, wait till something big happens and then hit up your friend William for that. Yeah. I mean, other than him having to draw up a few contracts for you being a realtor, like you can pay him for that. And that's really it. Yeah, that'd be a little, little four hundred dollars for the hour to for him to drop that contract, or excuse me, two fifty. 
and call it a day but this is and it seems like what's really strange about this i'm gonna say this now but i don't think william even knows what happens to to joan this whole episode i don't know if it feels like they just put this storyline in separately from what's going on as if they shot this for another episode Mm -hmm. or they shot this separate just to put anywhere in any episode to fill it out because this could have went anywhere Mm -hmm. this whole thing with William and Tony. It just seems like something they just added in because either they need to get Reggie on set because they already have had a signed a contract that they need to fulfill his contract. And they were like, let's put him in whatever. But he doesn't even go to the hospital or and you never see a scene where he's like, oh man, Joan took X, blah, blah. There's nothing that connects him to the girls situation in this episode. Yeah, it's very weird. It's like, do we need William? Do we even need him? For this episode, no. (laughs) Well, I feel like a couple episodes we've been dealing with his storyline not even meeting the girls. Mm, Yeah, it's all it's separate. I think when Tony got her um, real estate thing, when she was looking for an assistant, she was having all those issues. He just shows up at the end at the party. We never hear anyone tell William what's going on, or I don't even think he knew about the situation that was happening with the girls. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of (laughs) weird. I mean, I know he's supposed to be the fifth girlfriend. So what up with that? What's up with that? So they're at the park, I guess, uh, Chris and Joan. And uh, they're making out. I feel like they could have went to like a makeout point or something like this. But they're at a park after dark. That's just that's asking for trouble. If y'all can't fight. I don't know if Chris can fight, but Yeah. That's dangerous. Very. I would never. When they're they're making out, I think people start running, right? Yeah. A bunch of people just start running in the other direction. It's a is it a bunch of white people? I feel like I saw some whites. I don't know if I saw some blacks though. I'm not sure. But they're yelling Park Ranger. So Chris gets up and he's like, Oh Joan, get up, come on. We gotta get out of here. It's Park Ranger. So she don't got her shoes on. She ain't ready to run. Mm-hmm. she gotta look for her shoes they're four hundred dollar shoes you know lawyer shit right lawyer shit and she's crawling around in the dark kristan left her and he's gone so she's looking for her shoes crawling around the dark and someone shines a light on the shoes mm-hmm. she's like oh thanks and she gets the shoes and she looks up we don't see the park ranger but we assume it's a park ranger who shines the the flashlight in her face and she's just there by herself the girls go and pick her up. <laughs> that is so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he left her. I mean, I, do I, what would you have done if you were Chris? Would you have left her? Nah. I mean, she is a lawyer. So she can get herself out of oh, anything. Yeah. But Well, I don't know. You still break a lot. Well, lawyers still break laws. So yeah. Yeah. They still, uh, she can represent herself in court. So that's the only, that's what he said. She's charged. He said, I ain't got no money. Sure to be bailing myself out <laughs> oh true yeah, self-preservation <laughs> so the girls the girls go and pick her up and say that she was the only person that didn't get picked up by a parent what <laughs> was she hanging out with high school people the jokes that they make about his age is kind of it doesn't fit to me like he's not that young like he's not a teenager you know like they, he's yeah, a 20 they, something they really make it seem like that yeah, yeah like he's like 23 They're really hard on that right like i would say like 21 22 23 yeah he's not that young y'all calm down 
What is this? Yeah, there's a the jokes are pretty crazy because I'm thinking college students. I'm thinking it's college students that were that were locked up with her, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure she wasn't the only one that didn't co- that didn't have parents come by. But Maya says, uh, "I wish Jabari would call me to come ask him to pick him up from a ranger station." Of course, my baby knows better than to trespass. I guess it all comes down to home training. Oh. <laughs> no offense to your mama, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and Joan shirts on backwards mm. oh, oh, oh so that was getting it <laughs> was it was it backwards in the park it was just when she got there I don't know it but I, it's really obvious when she walks in the house that's a really cool detail writing wise though I like that Tony asked Muniel well since your shirt's backwards did you break your three month rule and Joan's like, nope. We didn't go all the way. Second base is one month and we're right on schedule. Okay, remind me how old you are again. 30. Going on stupid. <laughs> this is, now this is ridiculous too. I, I never thought the three month rule was that bad, but the fact that she's broken the bases up into different months, that's like math. Mm-hmm. And also like, why, why does he know about your three month rule? What What do you mean, why does he know? He, he, she shouldn't tell him about it? I mean, I feel like if you yourself have a three-month rule, right? I don't feel like the person you're dating should necessarily know about a three-month rule. And he knows, like, the bases and then the schedules. Like, because what's going to happen when three months? He's like, okay, all I got to do is stick around for three months. I'm going to just fucking dip. Like, the rule is supposed mm. to be for you, not for everybody else to know. You see what I'm saying? That's actually a good point. Yeah, and, and if he doesn't know about the three month rule, then you get to re- like really know if he's sticking around because he likes you, or is he sticking around because he only has a one week left and he can wait that out. Yeah, exactly. Like, it really, if you don't tell him, you know exactly why he's with you. Exactly. So yeah, that's actually I never thought of that. Cash at me. Come on, Joan, do better. <laughs> <laughs> so Joan said she's using Chris. She said she's using him to get her second chance at being young again because she didn't do much in her 20s. And Maya says, you sure you're not just using this boy to get your groove back? Or do you really like him? But Joan says she really likes him. Mm-hmm. Maya wants to hook him up with her cousin, Tammy. Because mm-hmm. she don't got a three-month rule. So, mm-hmm. And she needs a date for the spring fling. <laughs> spring fling? Y'all, this man... Is too old. Oh, that's right. Unless, unless her um her cousin's eighteen, right, or seventeen in some states. And this man is too old to be fucking with a teenager. Okay. Yeah. See, there they go understating his age again. This is, and they do this again. I think later in the episode. So then the doorbell rings, and who the fuck is it? It is old boy he looks so worried he's walking around like oh my god joan i went to the ranger station i went to the hollywood precinct i didn't know where they took you i was worried about you too i'm here now baby you ain't care about that girl you ran off you were trying to protect yourself you didn't care but they try to kiss it out and the rest of the girls are like oh no 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 oh no 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 okay he was running with this girl who had big hair he thought that was joan Mm, he lied but it wasn't it wasn't john so he didn't realize it was her he didn't mean to leave her 
and they're giving him a hard time. Do you think this is justified? Absolutely. Just making sure. Like, damn, my nigga, did you look back and see where the fuck I was at <laughs> while you was running? Or did you even say her name or like, hey, Joan, Joan, Ooh, I don't like, know. Where you Maybe at? it was too late, but yeah. Did you see what shoes she was wearing? Like, there's a lot of identifying factors. What clothes she was wearing? Was she wearing the same shit Joan was wearing? I don't know. He said it was dark, though. Mm. I love what Maya says. When we put Joan in your care, we didn't think we'd have to bust her out of Oz. <laughs> oh that one that's 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 a good one so joan tells chris that she got a police citation but she wrote down len's name on the citation but don't they check your ids for the citation that's what i was thinking i was like don't they maybe they i don't know i'm not telling you how i know about that but i know they check ids yeah i was like um i'm pretty sure they'll check your id i don't know maybe because it was a high volume of people i don't know there's, I don't think there's a way she... I think that's a plot hole. I don't think you could have gotten away with that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Lynn's like, well, why did you put my name on your citation? And Joan says, because I'm a lawyer. I could be attorney general one day. Basically, what she's saying is I had to pick the girlfriend who most likely had no future. And it was you. Who <laughs> <laughs> ain't had nothing to lose. Yeah, she's like, I can't ruin your future, Lynn. You don't got one. So I picked your name. <laughs> she didn't put Tony or Maya. She put Lynn. Mm-hmm. I think it's so funny when people say, oh, I could be attorney general one day. I could be um, public. I could run for public office. Like, will they really be like, dang, she trespassed in a park. <laughs> can't can't give her the job or <laughs> I can't vote for her. Like, <laughs> especially back then. Like, like, it's like, girl, ain't nobody going to give a fuck about that shit. Yeah. How can they use that against you? That's that's really funny. But fine you don't want to you don't want to mess up your opportunities in the future i get it but later on chris uh chris is at the house he's helping her remove her hickeys with a spoon she'd probably be better off putting makeup on those but whatever another weird plot like girl you a grown-ass woman you wear makeup if y'all don't just dab some conceal on that motherfucker and call it a day yeah i don't know listen keith Keith, who's the guy that wrote this shit? Hold on. My nigga Keith. <laughs> Keith Atkins. We're not knocking the episode. We're just saying there's some things that, as a viewer, as a standard, frequent viewer, we notice some things that are like, okay, wow. Hmm, I don't know if that would be real. But then again, this is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's some things we're not connecting with as 2021 viewers. Maybe that's just it. So Chris is like, listen, I hope that you're not, I'm not making you do something you don't want to do. I don't want to be a bad influence on you and everything. And she's like, listen, no, I'm a grown woman. I make my own decisions. I'm a grown woman. And, uh, what? Ain't that, ain't that the background? <laughs> and, uh, I could do what? <laughs> oh, it's like. but she's like yeah i make my own decisions um which is a very good conversation to have considering the rest of the episode and how it goes and he's like okay cool well since you're a grown woman what do you want to do now and she goes whatever you want to do whatever you like whatever you like you know that's from (laughs) from where you don't know what movie that's from? What kind of stuff do you like? <gasps> Whatever you like. Oh, oh. What do you like to do? Oh. Whatever you, didn't you put like. It in context. 
<laughs> but I didn't say it like her. You could you, you what you what she's supposed to say is whatever you like. Okay, so hop on one foot and bark like a dog. <laughs> but that's not what Jones. But that's not what Jones said. Really, she wants to do whatever Chris wants to do. So that's what it reminded me. Oh, whatever you like. <laughs> I don't know. They tried to redo that in the second one. I was like, uh. It's not hitting the same. I don't know if it worked. Mm-mm. So he's ready to have sex, which is, come on, Joan, you, you teed him up for that. He just knocked it out the park. Okay. Because she said, oh, what do you want to do? You know what he want to do. Right. It's been, what, two months? How long has it been? It's been one month, right? It's been a month and change. And that's another thing. Like, yeah, he's like. Well, I guess if she didn't tell him about the three-month rule, he would still want to have sex with her. It's just now he knows. Yeah, but now he's like, okay, like you know, we're at two months. Can we just do it? Like that's what I'm saying. That's why you don't tell the nigga who you fucking with about your two, three months, whatever the fuck. Like, keep that Mm. shit to yourself, Mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. Or just fucking, just fuck him. Like, what the fuck? We grown, right? I don't know. (laughs) Fucking with Joan. Bitch, you 30. Like, why you doing math problems about how long you've been with somebody and how long the base is? First base, second base, like they in junior high. Like, okay, so we're one month away from third and two months away from home, minus the one, carry the two. Like, yo, just y'all grown. Mm-hmm. Stop. Because, um, I mean, honestly, if you're not fucking your man, who's fucking your man? <sighs> I mean, you can say that about a lot of things, sure. Somebody gonna be fucking your man, even if you fucking your man. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, Joan thinks that he's just sick, sticking around, just like, oh, I'm just hanging out here waiting on you to be ready. He could go out and get some college freak. Some, freak some college Nick. girl. Want a cheap chick better go down a freak, Nick. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's just like... like you're really especially a young dude in his early 20s who's very like ready to try all the flavors mm-hmm. you're really hoping this kid could keep it in his pants for three months mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's realistic if he wants to fuck with you he will but i don't even know if all this is even worth this because it's like joan do you even really like this nigga like <laughs> all of this back and yeah, forth it does, it does seem kind of puppy lovish it doesn't even seem like like they are really it seems like an infatuation it's not like it was with sean Ooh. With Sean, it was like grown-up love. Yikes. I mean, he was cute, though. Yeah, Mm. he was cute. Forbidden love. Mm. (laughs) But they they was really into each other. Like, it was on a higher level than this Chris stuff, but they've only been together for a month, so maybe I'm just over overshooting the the situation. Mm Mm-hmm. But Chris talking about some, after all this waiting, you better be a freak. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I'm like, what if after all this three months, he he finally gets to have sex with her and she's terrible? And he waited three months. Well, that's that on that. You're just going to have to chalk that up to the game, young boy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. Not everybody's going to be perfect. Ah, yeah. So, next scene, we're at the club. And it is so lit. Like, I like the colors. <laughs> um, They're playing some funky DJ, some funky dance music. Chris is DJing, which is like... It's not even real DJing. Mm-hmm. It's kind, you know, like mm-hmm. with the mm-hmm. he's doing it, but you don't hear the 
You don't hear that. Mm-hmm. He's pretty much just playing songs. It looks like he's just playing songs like on a playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't sound like there's any scratching, any mixing. Mm-hmm. That's the mid-2000s for you. That We don't do scratching no more. So guess who, who shows up at the club to, to talk to Chris? Who shows up? Master P. Yes. No limit. From New Orleans, baby. New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans. <soldier>. 504. <laughs> Man, he, listen, say what you want about Master P. I don't know how he got rich or I don't, I can't even figure out how he did it. I don't know what they did. <gasps> ah, and he's still getting paid too. Didn't his son just sign like a $2 million something, something? Something. Oh, not Romeo, but Hersey, Mercy Percy. That's all his kids' names. They're like Percy, Mercy, Mercy, Cersei. Oh, one of Mercy. Niggas, yeah, they 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 play some type of I think of it's ball. Hersey. So after the whole name, image, and likeness thing um, passed, where college students that play sports can actually make money from their sports, Masterpiece's son, who plays basketball in college, his name is Hersey Hersey Miller. Mm-hmm. He just signed a two million dollar um, a deal for something. And yeah, but I don't know like how he got that. He's not famous yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Master P is just really, I don't know how he makes, makes his money or how he made it in the nineties, but he did it. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's a businessman. So congratulations to Master P. Congratulations. We're going to use our applause button for that. Mm-hmm. We haven't used it in a while. Okay. So he comes over and he says to Chris, you know, Hey, Chris was good. And Joan's already there. And she sees this interaction and she's like, oh, my God, I know you. You're little Romeo's daddy. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Joan. He's done a lot more than. <laughs> no, little Romeo is his son. How about that? Yeah, like, I think it's kind of weird to say you're a little like, no, that's the person that did more shit. So actually. Yeah. Master P is, is the man in that situation. No limit. Mr. No Limit. You remember what he says to Joan when she, when she goes, "Oh, you're little Romeo's daddy." What does he say back to Joan? He said, "You Chris's mama." <laughs> <laughs> That's another joke. No, she's not even that old. She's not that old, and she doesn't look that old, and he doesn't look that young. It's weird. It's like there's probably only about maybe a six, seven age difference. Eh. Six, seven years. It's like, eh, that's not that yeah, old. Yeah, it's probably like seven years, but they act like Jones, like, in her late 30s, early 40s, or, you know, some shit like that. Like, they act like it's an Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore, mm-hmm. or like um, J-Lo, Casper Smart situation. Speaking of J-Lo, ain't she living her best life right now? Listen, Benefit is that? <laughs> okay, 15 the years sequel. later? Don't be fooled by the rocks that I got. I'm still, I'm still Jenny from the block. <laughs> I'm like, yo, you know what? No shame in her game. No shame. Jay don't give a fuck. No shame. Well, I mean, when you're J-Lo, you can do whatever you want. Ain't no, she don't you give a do damn. whatever the fuck you want to do. She don't give a fuck what none of y'all niggas got to say. <laughs> hey, y'all, check on A-Rod. <laughs> check on Diddy. <laughs> Did you see Diddy putting up old paparazzi photos? <laughs> Oh, I'm hitting J-Lo man. if you don't sit your he ass down. He thought he was going to be the... He thought he was going to be a part of the sequel. Nah, bruh. You almost got her in prison. Nigga, you almost got her <laughs> shot. 
<laughs> you almost got her. That's it. You almost got her murked. Like so. Uh uh-uh. uh. She ain't she ain't chuckling the block for you. She gonna she gonna drive right past. She was trying to get in good with the whites, and you out here trying to bring her back into the ghetto. <laughs> like wasn't that like early two thousands? Like she was trying to break in with the oh with the whites. God. Man, he was bold for putting those pictures up. Mm-mm. He was bold for that. It's almost like, but that was before we knew. Isn't that before we knew that she was back with um Ben? I don't, it happened so close we together I don't even know yeah dude we don't even know it was like one day she w- she was with A-Rod the next day she was with Ben I don't know what yeah, happened and in between there Diddy posted his thing like if you don't stop yeah what's it's he- almost like he knew she was circling the block he's like oh pick me up pick <laughs> me up on the way but I think her and Casper were like 18 years apart mm-hmm. 17 or 18 mm-hmm. now that's something you go oh is that your mom those are the jokes you make for that type of thing or Ashen and Ashen and Demi mm-hmm. I think they were 15 years apart mm-hmm. those are the jokes you make but this little seven year age gap that ain't really nothing we mm-hmm. come on that's light work out here that's light work that's a normal situation in uh big cities in New York or um LA that's just a that's just a situation but yeah uh Master P wants Chris to come to the studio he got a he got a uh, artist that he wants Chris to work with. So he's like, hit me up on the two-way. The two-way. I don't even know how... How, how did two-ways work? Were they just texting? I thought there was just like some type of um, beginning form of texting. Better than a pager, but not as advanced as what we're doing. Yeah, that just brought me back when I was like... I had a few people that had the sidekick in uh, high school. They had a little thing where you... you I remember you that shit. And then you kind of snapped. Niggas just a stunt. I was like, I hey, I think y'all so cool. Yeah, you put it on your belt buckle so everybody can see you got one. Man, those were the styles. Those were the days. What a time! So Chris introduces Master P and uh, Joan, and Master P says, "Listen, I'm sorry about what I said about the whole Chris's mom thing. You're way sexier, yerb." And she's like, "Thanks." And Joan's mad impressed that Chris knows Master P. And he's like, are you impressed enough to knock a month off with a three-month rule? Mm. She's like, no, bitch. <laughs> no. Way too far. And she's drinking, she's drinking a lot of beers. He points it out. She's drinking a lot of beers. And she says, you know, I got to support the bar. I think me and Master P are the only ones that are old enough to drink <laughs> in here. <laughs> so she got jokes, too. She's like, I want to go out on the dance floor. He's like, great, I'll, I'll see you later. I got This next song is for you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. So she gets on the dance floor. And what song do they fucking play? What song do they start playing? They get on the dance floor, or she gets on the dance floor, and they he fucking drops Most Deaf, Miss Fat Booty. Now, Chris, very apropos. But weren't you playing EDM like the whole night? Now you want to play some hip hop? Listen, niggas got to shake their ass. Well, yeah. I mean, most of the crowd is, it's pretty light out there. So I don't know, but I love that he picked that song. Jones swinging the cakes. (laughs) She gets on the dance floor and while she's dancing, uh, some girl comes up to her. 
and just fucking grabs her hair. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a this? moment of like, a bitch, don't touch my hair. But it's more like a sexy, sexy, oh my God, you're like so pretty. So I guess. But they that's how they do it. That's how they say it. They go, well, she didn't ask. She just reaches for it and goes, oh my God, I love your hair. I thought the girl was was, was gay. It was giving very sexual innuendos. That's what it was giving me. It was actually giving that. It was giving that. Before you know that she's high on X, it does look that way. Yes, I would agree. <laughs> but yeah, don't touch people's hair like that. Don't just walk up, especially black women, white women to black women, black women to black women. Like, let's be respectful. Pre-COVID, post-COVID, just... Pre, during, post. She starts to like rub her down her yeah, legs like, and what's, stuff what's going on i'm like are we assaulting folks now what are you doing and joan's just eating it up joan ain't saying nothing about mm-hmm. it joan, joan a little a little a little woo she is sh- drunk yeah she has been drinking a lot but she leaves gg is the girl's name and since chris isn't really djing he's just playing songs off an ipod he walks over to joan on the floor and starts to dance with her and that's when Gigi comes back. And and tell me what happens with Gigi in this part. Gigi gives Joan a mint. Well, Joan thinks it's a mint, which, uh, girl. Well, I can't I can't hate on Joan for thinking this because the way Gigi frames it, mm-hmm. she says, "Chris, you want a sweet and tiny?" Mm. That sounds like a new Willy Wonka candy. <laughs> that's that sounds like juicy right. fruit. Yeah, yeah. You want a juicy fruit? Yeah. Like, she didn't go, hey, you want some X? She goes, Candy's if I say, hey, Etsy, you want a sweet and tiny? A what? That's what I would have said. A what? <laughs> What's that? That's gum? Chocolate? That doesn't sound yummy to you? How do you explain what it is? Now you just put it in your mouth and uh, it dissolves in your mouth. Ooh. You don't got to chew it or anything. Oh, pause. Purr. I'm just saying, first off, you call it a sweet and tiny. Second off, Chris says, yes, I'll take one. Mm-hmm. And then she offers it to Joan and Joan takes one. Because her boyfriend just took one. So she's like, oh, it must be legit. Yeah. So she takes one. I get that. She's following um, what he's doing because he trusts him and et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, she trusts, she trusts this guy. She's been dating him for a month. I mean, he did just leave you in the park, but I guess. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. So his track record is kind of... It's kind of spotty. But I think, I think him taking one and being that example, as well as her calling it a sweet and tiny... Just made her think it was candy. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. I understand she's not supposed to be taking stuff from strangers, but it was just framed weird. But she takes it. And then it cuts to like a tweak. She's tweaking, right? She's Well, she's dancing a lot with her arms. She's doing them white girl dances. Oh, so she's she's twerking with her back. That shit where they look like the the um, them inflatable balloons that be at the gas stations. That be with the arms. <laughs> Yeah, they be in the gas station. They be at the car dealerships. Yeah, that's that's how that's how them them bitches be dancing, with the hands all over the place. Child, y'all don't use y'all feet. The music's different. It's very ethereal. It's like oh, all the colors are being projected on her. It's like rainbow colors. So we we can tell she's she's acting free, carefree, very mm-hmm. carefree. Mm-hmm. And Gigi comes back and starts rubbing all in her hair and her body again and saying she's stunning. And Chris comes back, sees her acting crazy, and he says, wow, you're really tripping off this ex. Gigi's your ex? No, you're on ex. What? Oh, my God. You are so high, you don't even remember taking it, do you? Taking 
Now, is this in any way Chris's fault? Yeah. How so? You should have told me what that was. You know that I'm out of that range where I know what the slang is. I call a drug what a drug is. Okay. Is it marijuana? Is it ecstasy? (laughs) Is it coke? Okay, all these little nicknames, you call marijuana, sweet and tiny, you call it ecstasy, fluffy doll, whatever the fuck y'all niggas be calling it. Like, what is the fuck, the shit that I'm taking? <laughs> but the thing is, like, honestly, if a little piece of, what is it, candy was called fluffy dog, doll, fluffy doll? Fluffy dog. You know, maybe it might be shaped like I'd a doll. I'd be like, yo... That would kind of tip me off. Like, that's not a name for a candy. Right. That don't describe what it tastes like. But. A sweet and tiny. A sweet and tiny sounds sounds like like a a candy. candy. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, you know, it sounds like a candy. It looks like a candy. You took it. You popping that shit like candy. The other bitch popping it like candy. Yeah. Then she's like, oh, everyone's doing it. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll get a mint, too. Chris. Yeah. Chris should have said. Oh, wait, because he knew what he was taking. He knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. He should have been like, oh, by the way, Joan, that's uh, that's X. I don't think you want that. Are you sure you want that? Because I don't know if you do that. Mm-hmm. That's what he should have did. I think the burden of guilt should be on Gigi. She brought it to the club. She offered it to the group. Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I wrong? Yeah, but is she the designated drug dealer? She's just like, okay, who wants some or what? Like, I feel like. It, she is she is the source, but the liaison is oh boy. Gigi walked up to Joan and was messing around with her hair and making her feel comfortable and being all friendly. Yeah, but you don't know Gigi. Making her... We don't know who Gigi is. Joan don't know who Gigi is. I thought she was trying to smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. They, the girls, the girl... Honestly, yes, there is some guilt on Chris's side. I think it's Chris and Gigi... With Gigi being a little more guilty, mm-hmm. <laughs> you think it's Gigi because uh, she brought it. But the girls, the girls at the end, they be like, they was wild and they was like, "Yo, you gave her drugs." Like, Chris didn't give her nothing. Yeah, Chris didn't give her nothing. It was, his, it was his they're girl. like, "You doping up my friend." He he didn't dope up your friend. Gigi, go get Gigi. Y'all should have y'all should have left the club without telling Gigi about herself. Mm. Y'all can give this all to Chris. True, I'm just saying. I can see that. But once Joan finds out that she took X, she is freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, before she found out, she was she was cool. She was happy. She was cool. Mm-hmm. But then once they tell her, she starts hyperventilating. She starts like grabbing her head, like it's hurting. I've never taken this. So I don't know how. What? Yeah, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know what to even do. If someone's like, "Yeah, I took X," I don't. I don't know what to do. I'd be like. I'll get you some water and you can sit down and wait for it to wear off. That's that's what I do. I mean, I hope I hope you ain't going to die. Well, yeah, if it's laced with something that someone that takes it on a reg would be able to deal with, but a newbie won't be. Yeah. Yeah. That is a situation, especially when you take those pills off of a random person at a club. Yeah. But she's freaking out. She's like, I don't do drugs. Mm-hmm. She said she thought it was a mint. He says, but it doesn't taste like a mint. She's like, well, I haven't tasted all the mints in the world. Uh-uh. Good point. Okay. Good point. That lawyer shit coming up. I mean, well, that's a good point because I've tasted mints that have been sweet. I've tasted mints that have been minty. Yeah. You never know. They got flavored Tic Tacs. Yeah. Do Tic Tacs do anything for your breath? The orange ones? I don't think they do. 
That was just a market. The orange skin. ones, nah. The orange ones are sweet. They don't do nothing. They look cool when you take them out your pocket. Yeah. Damn, what happened to Tic Tacs? They fell off. Nah, because they ain't strong enough. You got to get the um, icebreakers. Mm. There's just that clear out your nasal passage, too, <laughs> when you take them. That's how strong they are. <laughs> Them Tic Tacs, you can do the whole bottle and you won't feel nothing. You got to feel it in your nose and in your sinuses. That's how your nose working. You can feel that shit between your eyes, them icebreakers, sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, but she's yelling. She says, like, literally, she's running around the club saying, I don't do drugs. I don't take drugs. I'm like, yo, chill with that. Yeah, you, know you don't know who's Undercover here. cops on the dance floor. They're going to assume there's drugs here. She knows better than that. That's a, well, she's, I guess she's high on X. She don't know right now. But I'd be like, yo, yo, chill, chill, chill with that. <laughs> Chris educates her on what ecstasy really is. Mm-hmm. He says it's a party pill. It's not really a drug, okay? It's, it's a party pill. You know, therapists use it for troubled married folks, you know, to get them to hug and, and stuff, okay? It's, it's a hug drug, and everybody here is on it, and they're fine, okay? And, and you'll be fine. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I don't even know if that's true, but if it is, okay. And he said everybody at the club is on it. Everybody at the club? Mm, even Master P? I don't know if every single person is, at the, is on that Master shit. You think Master P took one? You know, these rappers <laughs> is living a hard life, you know, a far fast life. I, I don't know. He don't look like an ecstasy guy. I'm just saying. In the early 2000s, he's definitely a weed guy. <laughs> Maybe now, like the rappers now, they be on the Molly. Oh, that niggas is definitely taking Molly, X, all of that shit. Perk, Perk 30. Perk, all of that. Oxy. All of that. <sighs> That's crazy. He's like, yeah, everyone else here took it and they're fine. So you'll be fine too. How do you know her body can like break it down and like it won't have a reaction or she's not allergic to something in the pill Mm -hmm. that these people aren't allergic to? You know, everybody's body is different. I agree. So Chris is like, yo, you'll snap out of yours in about four hours or sooner because I just snapped out of mine. Where did he get this number from? you, You and her took it at the same exact time. And you just snapped out of yours. Mm-hmm. So why are you giving her four hours? I guess he's giving her, like, an average. Nah, bitch. <laughs> nah. I mean, it could be a tolerance thing. Maybe because he's used to taking it. Right. But she got a headache. She's covering her ears. She doesn't know what to do. He brings her some water. Mm-hmm. But she ain't trying to have that. He's like, all right, I'll take you home. She's like, no, you're not taking me home. You were doing drugs, too. And he's like, oh, okay. She's like, call my girls. Just call my girls. Mm-hmm. And she gets on the dee 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 dee. It's Power Rangers. Do you know that? Um, it kind of sounds like impossible. Yeah, and Power Rangers It's like a continuation of it. You know, some people get it mixed up. I have the Kim Possible thing on my phone, and people get it mixed up all the time. Oh, people ask you about it? Yeah. Like, I have the King Possible thing as a text message, and they're like, no, like, is that? Is that Power Rangers? Or, and I'm like, no, nah, it's Kim Possible. <laughs> Someone. You know why? Because Kim Possible was biting off of Power Rangers when they stole that. All facts. They stole that shit. All facts. So she calls the girls like it's the Power Rangers. I guess they're not the Power Rangers because there's only three of them. So the girls go and get her and they bring her to the house and they lay her on the couch. This is the second time they've had to go rescue her in the last couple days. So it's not looking good for Chris. Maya's on the computer looking up information on ecstasy and side effects of ecstasy. <laughs> that part's funny. 
Maya, Maya's silly, yo. <laughs> and uh, Lynn's getting her water, and Tony's trying to figure out if they need to take her to the hospital or not. Joan doesn't want to go because... Because she's a lawyer, and she's like, they're going to think I'm a drug addict, they're going to take me, um, fuck with my job. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but, okay, who's going to take your job? Who The doctor? Because who's going to know that you were at the hospital? Uh, who's going to know what you were at the hospital for? Uh, and who's going to know where you work? Like, that's another thing. That's Yeah, that's one thing. But I'm thinking, who at the hospital is going to tell your job? And if your hospital, if the, the job asks, it's a HIPAA violation, right? Yes, it is. 100%. So they can't, the doctors can't give out that information anyway. So how would they just say you were tired or you had, you know, exhaustion or something and you'll be fine. Child, you had, you had food poisoning, girl. Call it that. Psh, bingo, bango. Cash at me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Maya's on her laptop and she gasps. And she's like, oh, my God. And Lynn's like, what? And Maya says that ecstasy could mess with your spinal fluid. Mm. So I guess you can go paralyzed. You can par- get paralyzed from that. And you could have a stroke. Mm. And Lynn's like, fuck that. We're going to the emergency room. Isn't it kind of weird that Lynn's never tried ecstasy? She looks like the type. Yeah, I feel like Lynn has tried everything. Hmm. I guess not. Maybe sexually. Mm, not druggy wise. I get it. Not drugly. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> weed. Drugly. Maybe she just didn't get past weed. Release your inhibitions. Feel the weight in your heart. No one else can feel it for you. So I, I'm kind of surprised. I feel like if they rebooted the show, like Joan would have a um, like a CBD oil or like um, a weed company, a cannabis company. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> You're like uh. I don't agree. I don't know. I just feel like, especially Lynn. Oh, maybe Lynn will have her CBD oil that I can see. Her cute little shop in the city where they sell overpriced um, marijuana shit. I love that you consistently call it marijuana. <laughs> um, I feel like because Joan had that restaurant. I mean, when people do cannabis and stuff, they want to eat, you know. Mm-hmm. They get the munchies. So I feel like Joan would have something. Maybe her and Lynn would have a business together. Like a partnership together. Something like that. Okay. But Lynn actually starts to name all the stuff the ecstasy could be laced with. It could be laced with anything. Heroin, PCP, speed. Mm. LMNLP. That's scary, man. Oh, dear. And Maya gasps again. And she's looking at the computer. (laughs) And Lynn says, okay, what now? This man has got the biggest ding-a-ling I have ever seen (laughs) in my life. I was like, what? Are we being funny right now? Joan's about to. Well, she's not dying, but Joan's kind of in a bad way right now. And you're looking at porn. And then, and then how, did, how did she stumble on the site? I, tell me about how she stumbled on the site. <laughs> XX ecstasy because she thought that it would give her more information. Right. <laughs> and then, like, this whole time, like, Tony's trying to, like, get Joan water and trying to get her, like, in better clothes because she's like we're going to the hospital and lynn's like bookmark the site and then we're gonna go to the hospital mm-hmm. <laughs> so lynn's with it just not right now we gotta get this girl to the hospital mm-hmm. um oh, shit. but that was just <laughs> this is crazy as shit uh so the hospital it's so cute they're all the hospital they're all asleep some are using joan's bed as a pillow i think maya's in a chair and i was thinking you can't do that no more you can't be up in the hospital bed 
with with people right now no they need to bring it back though like people need support the fuck oh yeah of course what's wrong with y'all like i see that they're trying to make it safe for people but it's like you just sometimes you got an iv in your arm you want to see family and friends Mm -hmm. come on Mm-hmm. but it's really cute it's like they're having a sleepover with medical equipment there Joan wakes up and she says she feels better good <laughs> Tony has her head wrapped okay <laughs> and Maya's like uh, when does she have time to wrap her head and Tony's like don't hate cause your hair is all tore up okay you gotta protect them edges by any means necessary come on I bet she keeps it in her purse she just keeps it one in her purse for light, just in case. You okay. Know? Preparation. That's when Chris comes in. Chris comes in. Like, why are you always late to the party? Mm-hmm. Why are you just now arriving? The girls done, done went to sleep. What were you doing? Probably finishing his shift. I don't know. And he's like, oh, I've been looking for her everywhere, every hospital in town. And she's like, where was your concern when you were doping her up? at that crack house mm-hmm. i want to say chris's velour suit remember velour suits okay oh man what, what a time era. i had some velour pants that i used to wear to cheerleading practice all the time <laughs> that was the thing man it's giving j-lo it so it's cool. giving sierra it's giving i think i want to say j-lo started it off did she I don't want to say she started. I want to say oh, she hopped onto that bandwagon right as it took off. And then now that made it a thing because Britney was wearing it. Paris Hilton. All the, they weren't, um, but Britney and Paris weren't wearing the JLo branded suits. Cause JLo had her own clothing line. Those were the JLo. But that's juicy couture though. Remember it was juicy. And then JLo had oh, her they clothing originated line. It. And then she, yeah. And then she bit off of that. That's juicy. I love how this is a girlfriend slash J-Lo podcast. <laughs> Shout out to J-Lo, friend of the show. Shout out to J-Lo, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Um, so the girls give Joan a chance to talk to Chris alone about what happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, I'm sorry, Joan. I, I, I didn't know um, that you didn't take that. She's like, I don't do that stuff ever. And he goes, I, 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 I thought that, you know, you... You was drinking. I just assumed that I, I messed up. What the fuck did you figure? How does that compute? Like, how child, does that compute? That don't even make no damn sense. So she was drinking beer. So does that mean she does? She does pills. She does ecstasy. He tells her, you know, I don't need it. I only do it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's not a habit. Mm-hmm. And Joan's like, well, I don't do them ever. I don't do drugs. Ever. Ever. And I don't date people who do drugs. You don't date people who do drugs. It's like, eh, what type of drugs are you talking, Joan? I understand you're not trying yeah. to fuck with nobody who out here on this, this ecstasy shit. But, like, a lot of people smoke weed. Well, she's, like, at all. Like, none. But it does, it does really sound like an after-school special when he goes, I don't want to stop seeing you. And he's like, I'm willing to stop and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But Chris says he doesn't want to stop seeing her. She's like, why? What do you like about me? He says, well, I like the fact that you took a chance on me. Hey, but you're a strong woman with a strong mind. Mm-hmm. He likes the fact that she took him to see a play. 
That's basic shit, though. Mad basic. Like, boy. He said he never been to a play. Mm-mm-mm-mm. And then he begrudgingly says, you know, I like that you have a three-month rule. I even told my sister to get one. Is yeah. that supposed to be a, a sexist joke? I, and why are you um, concerned about your six, sister's sex life? Yeah. Yeah, stay out of your sister's pants. Yeah. And he says on top of that, you're really beautiful. And Tony overhears that. And she's like, no, Joan, don't believe him. He's a druggie. He's just trying to get money out of your purse for his next fix. (laughs) (laughs) Joan tells Tony to chill out and her and Chris continue their heart to heart. He doesn't want to stop seeing her over some ex. Mm -hmm. It's not something that he needs or wants. And after what happened to you, I don't want to ever do X again. Mm -hmm. And I guess he's going to quit cold turkey, which he's not addicted, so it should be easy. And they don't want to break up. They're going to start over. She's going to start over his three months because of this shit. Why? Doesn't make any sense. Like, do you not know him? Because they don't know. She's like, oh, we don't know each other, obviously, because you know, if you knew me, you'd know that I don't do X. I don't do drugs at all. So since we don't know each other... We're going to start back at month number one. Or how about moving forward? You actually have quality time with each other. She's punishing him. I mean, that's that's her prerogative. But yeah. Yeah. I'm dumb. This whole thing, it just seems so. This whole relationship just seems so unnecessary. I don't even think she really wants it. I think she's making up these things to break up with him, but not break up with him. You know what I mean? So it's so it's on him. Yeah. Yeah. Because with other men, Joan was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like mad, mad thirsty. I'm not seeing the thirst, which is good. That means you you, you hydrated. You're not dehydrated no more. But. <laughs> OK, so we want her to be less thirsty. So why is that bad here? She's less thirsty. That's good. Because she's doing the most right now. Like, okay, granted, um, the whole drug thing, but at the end of the day, it's her body, her choice. So you could fuck whoever the fuck you want to fuck at whatever time you want to fuck them. But, but yeah, it just seems like she's like trying to find things to not fuck with him. That's how it seems to me, you know? Yeah, I think it does seem like that. The whole restarting the three months is kind of like a, a lot and the fact that you already did the math about how far away you are from third and how much further you are away from home, it's just, it's calculus at this point. Okay. But Chris, uh, Chris is okay with the starting of, restarting of the three-month rule, and I'm just saying, well, let's hope he really loves her and is willing to wait. I, I'm really, really upset that William didn't come to the hospital or anything to see, to check on Joan. I just feel like they didn't even want him in here. Like, it was just like, okay, like you said earlier, we wrote you in just to have you contractually, but we didn't really need you in the story. Yeah, we just put like some dumb story about Tony needing a lawyer mm-hmm. so you could be in the episode. But it's just, y'all could have made it so he shows up to the hospital or calls. They could have been like, all right, William, we'll talk to you later when we when we leave the hospital, you know, yeah. something. But I would venture to say he don't even know Jones in the hospital or that she took X. Mm-hmm. To see. <laughs> to see. So go ahead and tell me what your oh hell yes moment was. Uh, my oh hell yes moment 
was <laughs> when Joan was trying to figure out like what it is that like she took like because she it's almost like she didn't really believe that she took it so when he said he said oh you really high off that ex and she was like what your ex and then he goes <laughs> no like you took X." and then she was like to see like the actual drug my nigga <laughs> Like, I took perk. Cassette, nigga? That shit? <laughs> that was my oh hell yes. Cassette? <laughs> anyway, that's funny as fuck. Shout out to you. That's fucking hilarious. Um, mine, my oh hell yes moment was when Chris had the presence of mind to drop Miss Fat Booty while oh. Joan stepped on the dance floor. And, you know, he played a song that was very apropos. You gotta read the room. So, uh, that's my oh hell yes moment. Mm-hmm. So, I got some tweets. Mm-hmm. All right. So, G.S. Lombs, I'm trying, uh, says, binge-watching girlfriends and, like, Maya spent all night in a hospital because Joan got high on ecstasy. Maya, go home to your husband and child instead. Joan is needy. Mm. That is true. What did she tell? What did she tell Darnell? Um, I don't think it's needy in this case. I think this is warranted. This is an emergency. Other other things, yeah. Joan is needed, but yeah, she got like three other friends. Yeah, right? but you have a son. You got a kid. Go home. Like, have them be like, "Yo, call me if anything," and then go home mm-hmm. to your husband and your child. Oh, you mean like Joan's going to be okay overnight? Yeah. Yeah, her staying at the hospital overnight is just like, Maya should have been like, yeah, I can't. I got to get home to my kid and my husband. Mm. Okay. And lastly, underscore proper slang says, this episode of Girlfriends where Joan takes ecstasy is pissing me off. They're all drug shaming and being extra as hell. Drug shaming. Huh, that's a new term. Hmm. I mean... The girls these days shout the drug shaming, the this shaming, the that shaming. Can y'all stop? I'm like, what is this? So, some of them are warranted, right? Like the fat shaming. Okay. Slut shaming. Okay. Yeah. Drug shaming? I don't... I've never heard that term. I've never heard it. Twitter? But are you supposed to shame somebody who takes... <laughs> Bl- black woke... W- Am I wrong? Woke sector Twitter? Can you... Can you... Let us know? Yeah. Let us know about that term, drug shaming. Hit us up, at HellYesGirl on Twitter. Not sure if drug shaming's a phrase, but if it is, you know, we want to make sure we're using it right. I mean, I feel like it's a, it can be an addiction for some people. So it's like, you're actually shaming someone for being addicted. So I don't think it's a thing to, you know. Yeah, but she only took one, so she's not addicted. But they're, they're shaming Chris more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like also they're shaming him because you they look at it as, as nigga, she didn't know that she was taking this drug. Like, you pretty much tricked her, I guess. So their boyfriend shaming is what you're saying. <sighs> Child, boyfriend shaming, friend shaming, I don't know. They mad at the nigga because he let her take the drug. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Uh, thank you, tweeters, for your tweets. Then uh, giving us new um, new phrases, new terms, because new terms to to use on our everyday life. We appreciate you for that. Next week, the episode is called "My Mother." 
myself. I don't know what that means, but um, I did start watching it, and it's a Mother's Day episode. Hey, someone once told me the grass is much greener. I don't know why I started singing that. My sister used to watch that. What's that? Some as some told, cartoon? As told by Jinda. Jinda. Ginger. <laughs> Ginger. Uh, on but, the other yeah. side. Mary, my girl, Um, what's her name? Oh, Macy Gray. Right. Macy Gray. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so we get to see some moms we get to see some of the moms of the girls in this next episode and we finally get to see tony's mom mm, see i've only watched it's been a while since i watched it but i have watched half of it so far and prep for next week's episode and we get to see tony's mom mm-hmm. and some of y'all know who she is you don't know who her mom is no nah, girl who's playing mm-hmm. her mom it's a it's a Broadway legend. Mm-hmm. So we'll t- we'll talk about that um, for those of you who are watching along with us who don't know. And uh, make sure you go on, rate, subscribe, and review. Tell your favorite coworker, tell your work wife or work husband or work spouse about our podcast. You know, pass it on, pass on the greatness that is. Oh hell yes! Uh, and make sure you hit us up at hell yes girl mm-hmm. on twitter so we can chat about girlfriends the conversation continues all the time all the time and until next week i'm nettie smith and i'm at zero and we'll be back next week with my mother myself deuces Bye.